When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 925 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, coming at you on a Thursday. Joined today by James Dean Raider, Ben Funky, Askren, and Shane. What's up, Shane? Good to be back, guys. How are you? So good. We're back from Vegas. We're shaking it off. It was an epic week. Askren put a couple guys on the team. We just got to watch and work. What'd you say? One, but obviously Mitchell's got the front. Uh, oh, yeah, front Mitchell track. doesn't count yet. Not right. yet. And then Keegan's got to win one more match. He gets to be on a team, too. So we could have lots of team members. Let's go. That's great. Hey, we got a lot to get to today. We got a, some uh, closing thoughts maybe on the open. Well, a lot of yeah. Division One wrestling news uh, that we want to get to. Starting first, Roger Kish, out of nowhere, named the head coach at That's Oklahoma. Who saw that one coming? I didn't hear that name out of your mouth one time. That name wasn't really said out of anyone's mouth until... Nope. I did not hear Roger Kish until the day they announced. Like, an hour before they announced, I was told it was Kish. And that was about it. That was all, all I heard. And, you know, honestly, it is sort of... I think Shane was saying it before before we went live. He's like, kind of right so towards the top of that second rung of, of coaches. And they... This was really one of the the best years I can remember for North Dakota State in in a in a little while, and then you know he's named the coach, and so the the questions are always one. There's a there's a deadline coming with May seventh, which is Sunday for the portal. So Ooh. what are the North Dakota State guys going to do? What are the Oklahoma guys going to do? There's good wrestlers on both teams. There's some Oklahoma guys have been hitting the portal. Um, some sort of hit the portal last night, but then came out of the portal. So we'll who we'll follow that. Joey Cruz and uh, Wyatt, Henson. Wyatt Henson were in the portal, and then now they're currently out. But I don't know if that was a mistake or not. So we're trying to find out what's going on there. What North Dakota State guys will follow, if any? Who will be the next head coach at North Dakota State? Will Obi Blanc follow Coach Kish? to Oklahoma or remain at North Dakota State as the head coach, I think he'd be a great candidate to do so. Um, ben, what are, what are your thoughts swirling about your head? Yeah. Um, no, it's funny because we heard uh, quite a few rumors about Oklahoma, and no rumor was involved with Roger Kish at all. Um, I, w- I wish 
we could have been a fly on the wall to see what their their process was about who they tried to hire and why it didn't work out because I heard a handful of different names. Um, I thought it would have been nice to have someone with OU ties because there there are quite a few good coaches who have the OU ties who are either head coaches or high-level assistants right now. Um, and I felt, as when I was reading on Twitter, that a lot of the Oklahoma people wanted it to be an Oklahoma person. Um, so it will be interesting to see how Roger Kish does. He's been a pretty solid head coach uh, at North Dakota State, and Oklahoma will be kind of a step-up type program. So we'll see what we can do. Which head coaches with Oklahoma ties are you referring to? Uh, Stony Oval. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you have Stony Oval, Freyer, Maple, you know, who are both head assistants. Um, you know, so there, there's names out there. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, you know, who knows what their their process was exactly. I think that would be interesting to know. I know a little bit. I'm what I'm curious about, and keep an eye on this assistant situation with Oklahoma because the what, what I heard, what I was told was they're they they're you have some autonomy with your staff, but they are they are suggesting keeping some members of the former OU staff uh, on the staff. So. We'll see if any of them remain. I wouldn't be surprised to see yeah. that be the case. Well, yeah, I mean, another one would be Tion Ware, Christian, who seemed um, maybe like he was never considered. I just saw Tion at the Open. Tion had just gone from OU to from Wyoming. Um, so that would be another OU alum name that should have maybe been considered. Um, and it is interesting that you say that about the assistant coaches because it feels like through the past coaching changes – um, there were people like Michael Leitner, for example, stuck around, I think, through three head That's coaches, true. maybe. That, no, so not maybe. Definitely. Spates, Cody, and Coach Roselli. Coach Leitner was there for all three. So, yeah, we've seen that with, with Oklahoma in the past. So, yeah, a lot. I think it'll be a kind of busy couple of days because on May 7th, it's sort of complicated, yeah. but basically it gets more complicated for the athletes if they go in the portal post May 7th up to a certain point. So unless you are a graduate or a walk on. Yes. And you can go in at any time free of any repercussions. And speaking of graduates, uh, two more graduate transfers from Northwestern to Michigan. This is crazy. Christian, how crazy is this? (laughs) (laughs) It's preposterous. Michigan just drove the, drove to Northwestern and said, you get in the car, you get in the car, you get in the car. And they took them all back to Ann Arbor. They I needed mean, more than a car, Ben. They need they needed to take a van <laughs> to take everybody back. They needed a van for <laughs> Davison. I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean Shane. Do it. Steven Michich paved the way. Steven? Stefan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call him Steve now? That's funny. Guys, for real, this this is preposterous. I I don't know. Listen, I like Coach Bermet. I think he's a great guy. He he should get he should get thrown in jail for some something like this. He <laughs> he said he said Northwestern. I like your team. I'll take it. And he it, that's it. What now they're the they're on his team now. And listen, this is a classic. Don't hate the player, hate the game situation. Exactly. Because because yeah. listen, Coach Bormet is is here. He's here to win. And if those guys will come yeah. and they can make room for him, it's a good fit. And it's so funny because we were. Our guy Tyler, he's the man. Uh, but our favorite thing to do at work is pick on him uh, in love. And he's a Michigan man. He wrestled there. He loves the Wolverines, and, and we love Coach Barmet and the, the Wolverines as well. But we're like, hey man, next year's gonna be pretty tough for the Wolverines. And next thing you know, they, they hold my beer. <laughs> they hold my beer. Says Sean Barmet. He's like, I'm gonna take Northwestern. 
it's mine now. And then there, we're in on Shane Griffith. And now, you know what? I'm gonna That's Will cool. Will Feldkamp's in the portal? 84 pounder? I'm just stop. saying. You just stop right now. Why would I stop? Sean Bormet's yep. not gonna stop. I'm just saying. So they need an 84 pounder. Oh, actually, they have Ryland Rogers, so they could he could go there. Well, Ryland Rogers wrestled at 97 once or twice last year, right? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. So, it did not go well. He was, hey, he was clearly Has undersized. there ever been, in the history of anything, I can never remember. Team. I was trying to remember at a time when three people from one team left and they all went together to the next team. Well, Virginia, Tech Virginia Tech to Iowa. Virginia Tech to Iowa. But that was a coaching change. Uh, um, the, I mean, yeah, coach. Kale yeah, took Kyler, Matt and Brown. David was signed. David, David was not on the team, though. He never. You he know, had to get a release. I know, but. Come on, right. it's not yeah. the same thing. And Matt Brown did a mission, so he wasn't actually. I think he was gone at that point in time. There's a roster back. photo of Matt Brown in Cyclone Polo. I he did one it. year. He did one year. I remember that because I was coaching. I think he did either 07, 08, or 08, 09, and then I believe he left and did a mission, and then came back later. Yeah. Normally, you see it with coaching changes. The Tech to Iowa, yeah. Iowa State to, you know, it happens. But for yeah. this one, it's just like, no, we'll we'll go ahead and take it. Head on up the road a bit. So, yeah, I they're, they're going to be really good next year. And if they get Griffith, and it's interesting. So, well, it's just, it's, it's all kind of seamlessly um, flowing here. Shane Griffith announced his final three Iowa, Rutgers, and Michigan. Um, I kind of want him to go to Michigan. I want Michigan to just turn yeah, full heel. Stop. Michigan makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I think if somebody, if I'm guessing, I think he's going to Michigan. Just a guess. I just if, think it's a good fit for Met and that staff. Fantastic. Not that the other ones aren't, but Sean Bormet is such a, um, with all due respect to everybody, Sean Bormet always has. He kind, It's kind of like Ben Askren on this one. Those guys are playing chess. They're playing chess. They're not yeah. playing checkers. And uh, great business mind. You said it, Christian. Don't hate the player, hate the game. I don't think Sean Bormet, I don't want to speak for Sean. I don't think he thinks this is a great system for the sport, but it is what it is. He's smart, he's competitive, he wants to win, and we've learned this. More than one ball guy can play this game. Yeah. That's a good wow. point. That's a good point. Is hey, Griffith staying 65? So here's – that's what – that was going to be my next uh, thought question. So with Michigan and Iowa, it's not as seamless of a trans- transition for, for Shane because Michigan has a 65-pounder, Cam Amin. Cam Amin beat Shane Griffith this year. Um, yeah. Iowa has Patrick Kennedy. Now the word is Kennedy will go down to 157 if what? they get if they get what? Griffith. Yeah. What did you say? I just said Patrick Kennedy would go down to 157. Is what I'm told if they get Shane Griffith. Wasn't he a 170 his senior year of high school? Yeah. Was. Yes. Dang, that's crazy. Wow, interesting. So, and then of course that's with the presumption that Chittum would be 149 next year for the Hawks. Now, oh, Rutgers, hey, I texted you. Is Chip going to be a junior trials? Where was this guy at? Because he loves yes. freestyle. According to JD Raider, he will be at trials. Yeah. Will be. And then the other one was felt. The other one who was really good was uh, Feldman, who was not at junior trial or junior I, open. That would kind of surprise me, just yeah. given everything he went through oh. this year. Okay, having surgery. So I would say no on on Feldman. Okay. Yes to Chitum. And of course, Rutgers. The tie there is New Jersey. And, you know, it's a seamless fit, 65 or 74, wherever 
wherever Shane wants to go. But I don't, I don't have a read beyond that. But he said he's going to make a decision late this week, right? It's later in the yeah. week. Later right now. We're, it's currently yep. later in the Time. week. Is it, someone call Shane. Let's find out. We're going to get news dumped on this. We're not going to know in the next 45 minutes where he's going. Um, but we've been pretty lucky with the news dumps lately. They've been coming on Wednesdays. So we, you know, we can't get too upset. But mm-hmm. so y- y- your, your prediction, Ben, is uh, Michigan and Shane? Similarly, I think it makes <laughs> I don't sense. Have a prediction because I have no idea. No official. Yeah, I, I have no idea. It just, man, based on what's been happening recently, you can see them doing doing it again. Yep, hundred oh percent. So- it is kind of funny. All right. Yeah. Um, let's. Hey, I saw a quick, quick uh, side note. It's right above Sean Bormet. I saw. I watched this last night actually, and you had it in the doc. Uh, Greg Warren. The salesman, it was pretty hilarious. Bro, okay, thank you. I've been meaning to bring this up. So yeah. Greg Warren has a new special out. Please, it's on YouTube, Nate Land Entertainment. YouTube. Just just type Greg Warren, the salesman. So I watched it. It's family friendly. I watched it with my kids, and they were like dry heaving laughing. So they were just, it, and I was laughing a ton too. It was, it was absolutely hilarious. My kids had never seen stand-up comedy, you know, because like, you yeah. know, Eddie Murphy Raw is not in the rotation if you're if you're a parent. So it's like, yeah. man, they're like, they literally asked me. Uh, so they asked that night, like, does he have any more? Is there more we could watch? I was like, I don't know how much of it is family. I'll, I need to check. And then literally they asked yesterday, hey, does that guy have any more that we can watch? So they they are into it. So please. Watch it with your family. Very funny. A lot of great peanut butter jokes. Um, what are you talking about peanut butter? I mean, how could you think like how could this dude make peanut butter funny for fifteen minutes? But he, he <laughs> makes it happen. Yeah, it was he really great. Does. They the, their minds were just blown. They're like, how is he? Natalie could not understand how he's not laughing talking. This she's she was like trying to figure out how he can say all these jokes and not like bust out laughing. She's like, and then he would get a drink of water. He's like. He's drinking water so he doesn't laugh. That's why he does that. There was it, a couple where I thought he was going to start laughing for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, uh, what, there was the one. There was the. If you, I mean, there. I don't remember what his old specials are called, but there's the one I still use the line all the time with price. Because I use Priceline, but the sometimes the problem with Priceline is you got one star people in four star motels, and they got a pass down in the pool. Yes, <laughs> they do what in the pool? Passed out in the pool? They got a basset hound in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard that one. So yeah. hey, also we're gonna have we, we wanna have Greg on at some point. Maybe maybe next Absolutely. week. Maybe next maybe next Monday. Um mm-hmm. that would be a lot of fun. So yeah, please listen to it. Um it was going crazy on YouTube. I, I listened like the first or second day it came out and then it like had doubled in views in like a day or so. So FRL yeah. show out for our guy Greg Warren. Great wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, he's all American from Missouri, right, Ben? I believe that's yes, true. Sir. Uh maybe Back when there weren't many of those, there was. I mean, yeah, because that was was pre Brian Smith. So I want to say mid nineties, somewhere in there is when he graduated. Yes. (laughs) So Keith Gother says, "Show Caleb Richard Pryor." See, we just have (laughs) we just have different parenting styles. You know, there's no there's no you know right or wrong way. Um, but that's just not our. The Chris Rock Netflix one was pretty good. I watched that a few weeks ago. That was that was pretty good. I haven't seen it. (laughs) I have not seen it. Um, Yeah. No, oh, and, and then he, I showed them like, Stall Camp. I forgot about Stalling Brothers. Ooh, that was, that right. was a good one. Red Alert. Shooter's Mop. No, that's well, not Red Alert. The, yeah. What's uh, that's the, the, 
That was before, that was like his first thing. That's when he was like that was Wes Wesley. Wes Wesley, yeah. 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 Yep. I was trying to think it's, of the it's on FRL. It's on Flow somewhere. Wes Wesley, yeah. I believe. And he wore headgear all the time. Those After quadrangular. After he, <laughs> yeah. he won it. Yep. He lost you know to what? Chip he Bunner. Was kinda, you know, he was a little bit ahead of the game too because the seal out position with elbows in from like a defensive posture has yeah. became so popular in the last decade where it wasn't then. So I think maybe, potentially, I think so. Wes Wesley actually started the seal out. He influenced the generation. Did he yep. did he launch Kale to the top? That's possible. It's possible. <laughs> I saw something and I saw something on social media in the last few days where it was the, the rumors with the uh, you know what's Oklahoma doing who's the who's the guy and I saw some somebody tweet with him on it baby laughs that's pretty funny <laughs> honestly yeah get the Stallings brothers on staff win one to zero okay funny stuff uh, where where are we going next. Tamir Mensa stock to WWE. I predicted this a good, I don't know, six months ago or yep. something. I predicted it six months and one day ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> off the top rope. It's official now, though. It's official. Yes, this has been long rumored, and now yesterday became official. Tamir Mensa stock to WWE. She's got a hilarious, not hilarious, but it's like it's a savage quote where she's like, after I won, the world's was like so easy. It's like, I just need another challenge, basically. And uh, no, she didn't say that. She did. Yeah. Uh, She's like, I won the Olympics and then I, you know, I wanted to do it again. I got bronze in Oslo. So I was like, all right, well, I can't go out like that. So I won worlds and it was so easy. What do you have the quote? Yeah, I'm (laughs) I'm pulling it up here. Um, and she's like, yeah, that's true. So I, but I wonder, does she do it for a little bit and does she come back for the Olympic year? Because she could, you get, you get half a mil if you win the Olympics. Here's her quote. I didn't want my career to end on that note, Mensa Stock said. So I did another world championship. I wiped the floor with everybody, and I was like, man, this is not fun anymore. I need a change. Something in the back of my head that's just been itching at me. A dream of mine, I don't know for how long. I just wanted to be in the WWE. Wow. Interesting. We're losing. We're losing. Yeah, I guess. Winning world titles, not fun. Yeah, not fun anymore. I can understand needing a new mountain to climb. Actually, I really can't. Um, but I, you know, I see that, that, that that's a thing for some people. Uh, so good luck to Tamira. Hopefully it's not the end. I wouldn't be surprised if we see her take a, make it another return. She clearly is still height of her powers if she wants to. Yes, 100%. She's already down Did in Florida, apparently, too. Should go to WWE, come back. Yes, yes. Um... What was I going to say? She plans to um, she had a, I think a year timeline. She's in the developmental program, and then she like within a year wants to be pretty much I think full go. Okay, was she mentioned? Good luck to Tamira. Now we were talking a little bit, and we can move on. But the the impact of Tamira moving out obviously opens a spot at at sixty eight. And thinking about that's the, that's an Olympic weight. Who makes the move down now? Does Amita Lore make the move down next year? That's that's kind of the number one question for me in women's wrestling. I think the that's one. the one right there. You think that's going to happen? I, I think she should. She should. Why would you go up to? I mean, she could she could very well be. I I think that you know a little suggestion from the coaching staffs as well. It's like, hey, we we could use you here. I mean, no, she'll have to beat Forrest, and that's not going to be easy. But I mean, she. 
she's just been dominating everyone. It's hard to imagine um, she wouldn't be one on the team. But it'll be interesting to watch, see how the lineups materialize as we get closer to those those games in, in Paris. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, 76 is, is, is really deep right now. And we saw Crazy. that materialize at the Open. Um, so to add another really tough woman to that would be, I don't know why they, you know, they, they probably should just, uh, Allure should just go down instead of adding to that field. Mm-hmm. Avery says she's moving down one. Well, that looks like 100,000%, which is more percentages than there can be. So <laughs> he's pretty certain. Definitely not possible to move that many down. Not possible. Okay. Other thing I want to talk about, we talked about um, transfers and coaching changes. The Henry Cejudo documentary on wrestling changed my life. So, so good. You should all listen to it. Um, it's fantastic. But then I was thinking about, like, what is Henry's impact on on wrestling today? Because he was a trailblazer in a lot of ways, not even considering college, really. Um going straight to the OTC as a high school junior, I believe, mm-hmm. and just being solely focused on on being an Olympic champion. Because it's interesting because no one has really done that since, right? Like yes. you see, you saw kind of like versions of it, like Snyder, his senior year at the OTC, and but he went to college. And, you know, Aaron Pico, straight to freestyle. Aaron Brooks, senior year at the OTC. But no one's really done it. Like I still think his impact was was really big on the sport. And I think him winning in 2008 is probably why we saw such an increased emphasis on the age level stuff. And then I think we saw a lot of wrestlers really start to believe, man, I don't have to wait till the end of my college career to pursue it. So I think even though we haven't yeah. seen like the exact manifestation that Henry did, I still think it's been a huge impact on wrestling today yeah and i don't know if you'd attribute it to him but there are and i would would attribute more to the college coaches but i just saw another one yesterday um there are a decent amount of these high school kids who are leaving high school or at least the high school they're at and going to do their last year of high school somewhere else right chittam just kind of did it ish uh but then you have um zach Ryder. Zach Ryder's doing it to to M two. He's going to M two and training at the New Line Wrestling Club. And, and Kasich did it. Who you Haynes. just said? Yeah, it's been a decent amount. Yeah, it's happening. Meyer Shapiro. Speaking of Meyer Shapiro, this dude, I I think he is. I said it earlier this year. He's the best wrestler in high school, and I, I think he's going to be someone that contends for a title next year. I don't know what weight he's going to go. I think it's. I think Cornell. Deep down, wants him at 149. But if he makes his team at 70, which everything points to him doing, yeah. he's going to have to stay pretty big through the summer because you don't want to be. Wait, wait, How about him versus Chittam? A fire. Fire match. Could you it's say the number so one who, match I was looking favorite? forward to um, who's number at one? U20s in, mm-hmm. in Vegas. And unfortunately, Chittam wasn't there, but he'll be there in June. We wanted it to yeah, be a who's, who's number one match, I feel like. Man, I've got a hard time with that. I, I would. That's a tough one, right? I, it's recency, but right now it's like just seeing what I saw from Shapiro and knowing that Chittam was going to compete and was injured. I think. Yeah. I think if the margins are close, which I think they are, it's it's Meyer. But Chittam is is a unique set of problems that Meyer did not experience at, at this Open with his ability to hand fight and push pace. 
he didn't wrestle anyone like that at Charles. He wrestled a lot of really good guys. And yeah, he, you know, really? kind of. But what's wild to say that too is, uh, you know, Panero Johnson was in that field. Someone who we talked about having the possibility to make the NCAA finals this year um, and beat Austin Gomez, right? So there was really good people in the field. And I guess the one thing I would say when we're talking about that matchup in a month is. Uh, the sitting out is a huge advantage. So Shapiro is going to be able to sit out that day and Chittam will probably have to wrestle three or four matches earlier in that day and then turn around and wrestle a best two out of three against him that night. And you look at like last year at U20 trials, Chittam slipped up on the front side. I think he lost yes. to Ratchy, I want to say. And I uh, think he ended right. up beating him on the, on the he ended up beating him on the backside. But because yes. he had to go through that tournament, slipped up once, it, he took third. Yeah, didn't even get to make it to the best of three. So I like I like Shapiro. I, I'd be curious for your thoughts on him, Ben. Um, yeah, he's really good. I mean, tricky wrestles in lots of places. Yeah, I mean that that guy's that seventy kilogram bracket was no joke, and it's been interesting to see who shows up at the trials. But Andrew Taylor looked really good. He kind of torched Panero Johnson in the semis. Uh, Cardenas, uh, who was what the sixth Six. seed at NCAA this year, Shapiro killed him. It was twelve it was not competitive. Yeah, it was it wasn't competitive. Uh, you had John Wiley who had a few big wins. He lost to Cardenas. Nico Ruiz also got killed by Shapiro. Kyle um, Larkin. Yeah, that bracket was really good. Jordan Williams is an extremely tough bracket, and the Cardenas one is the one you really want to look at. This guy, as Ben mentioned, was the six seed at NCAA's. No real bad losses on the year. Um, yeah, you know he was finished in the round of twelve. So he was solid and. Meyer had his way with him, and it wasn't like a takedown and, and four guts. It was a lot of takedowns and I think one gut wrench. He's just yeah. – and his his attack rate is really good. He can attack both sides. He has kind of crazy mm-hmm. power for for his age and size. Like He, he looks kind of skinny. He yeah. looks skinny, but you can tell he's got a, a lot of pop. His, yeah. if, I encourage you, watch his final match against uh, Antrell Taylor. I mean, you should watch them all. But especially watch Entrell Taylor's match against Pinero first. Mm-hmm. And then, yes. Okay. So do that. Maybe in that order. But he hits a snap down and like a over pan- under pancake. Over under pancake. It's so savage. And mm-hmm. I, I think he's, um, yeah, I think he's going to contend. I think at 57, you know, that, that weight clears out a little bit. It loses Austin O'Connor. Haynes is, is probably going to stay there. But man, Myers Shapiro, Levi Haynes, I'm interested. Yeah. So, Hall, you said that Cornell would prefer him at 49. Who does Cornell have at 57 that they don't want him there? I think Yapujian. And I think they don't. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, like, he's all right. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, if he's if he can't go 49, he can't go 49. But but Shane, yeah, you better sure. start watching Meyer Shapiro because he's he's going to be someone you're going to be yeah, a lot he's about. Yeah, he's a stud. He is a stud. He's so good. Um. Shane, what, curious for your just thoughts on the Open. This is the first time we've had you on since the, the U.S. Open concluded. What what stuck out to you? Yeah, I watched uh, the semis and the finals. That's, that's what I watched. I thought it was a lot of fun. I mean, great matches. Super impressed with, uh, obviously, I mean, Vito, he's always been good. But, God, I mean, he looks like he, he can win the world title, right? I mean, everybody agrees with that, right? I mean, I just yeah. – it just – kind of fascinates me when guys are that good and then they make a jump this stage of the game that's as big as the jump he's made so that that to me was 
Super impressed with him. Gable Steveson, I have no words for. Right. Aaron Brooks, beast. I mean, he basically, I don't know. I mean, again, I got. I want to be careful what I say here, but I mean, is it is it safe to say that he broke Zahid? I mean, was I seeing the same thing everybody else was watching? Pretty safe. I mean, Very safe. Yeah. I mean, I just, I guess my question would be on that, like how does Zahid get broke at this stage of the game for him? Kind of like, to be honest with you, again, just my perception, just watching it, you know, looking at this, the the steps that Vito's made up, like Zahid, I'm just kind of waiting for him to really break through a little bit. Yeah, I don't I don't know if we're going to see a, another level for, for Zahid necessarily. I think there's a yeah. couple of things working against him. I think, one, I don't think he's an 86, and I don't think he, uh, he'll ever be a full-size 86 well, the way – the way Aaron Brooks and David Taylor are. Well, he's going 92. He's going up to 92 now. Yeah, he's going up. And guess what? He might win that. <laughs> he might. There's a chance. But but that's because his skill level is so, so high. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, mean, he's he's, gonna, I mean, he's awesome. But he's going to have to wrestle very efficiently against these guys because he gets tired. And it's something he hasn't yeah. fully addressed. He got really tired against David Taylor. How does Taylor. that happen, guys? Like, I, I guess that, that's my question. You were tr- you I were tiptoeing that, around it, Sparks. You I, didn't want to say I, it. I'll just say it for you. Around. My, yeah. my question is, how does that happen? How? If if you're not a full 86, which I'm not so sold on that as, as you, but yeah. if, if you're mostly lifting and you're putting on pounds and, like, bad weight that your body doesn't want and doesn't like, that's when – like conditioning can can become an issue. I mean, if your lifestyle is not right, it'll happen for sure. That too. And then just, I think, so those things that you guys mentioned, combined with that, he's already just a fast twitch, explosive athlete, right? Mm-hmm. You can be anywhere on the spectrum from super slow twitch to super fast twitch. If you're super slow, anything can win in wrestling. Super slow twitch, you're going to have to slow the matches down, push the pace, make cardio a factor. If you're super <laughs> fast twitch, you want to... Right, score score quick and score in bursts, and then not allow wrestlers to push the pace on you. Which is, you know, he does that against pretty much everybody. But someone like Aaron Brooks is gonna get in his face and push him or push pull and make him tired and make it a factor. Yeah, and and I think a little bit of just you gotta give credit too because a lot a lot of guys Absolutely. have wanted to break Zahid Valencia and come up well short of that yeah. achievement. Burroughs made Burroughs made us made cardio factor. Taylor's made cardio factor, and Brooks has made cardio factor against Zahid Valencia. How about yeah. how about Jordan Burroughs is um, maybe the epitome of fast twitch, but also the epitome of like endurance. And- so I don't think he is actually. You don't think he's fast twitch? Uh, I don't think he is uh, as high on the spectrum as people think he is, um, because of the way he can he can push the pace. Also, so I think like if we saw. We'd say one to ten, right? And so it'd be opposite ten to one on the other one, right? Where slow twitch, fast twitch. Uh, I would guess, and I think this is probably the best for wrestling. I would guess he's like a seven or eight. Like so, he's like pretty damn fast twitch, but he also is not like all the way like to the sprinter end of the spectrum where he gets super tired. Well, I don't. I think the point is you don't have to. I can't test him on the, like, I don't know how you would exactly test this. I mean, probably cut his muscles open and see what they're made of. That would be my guess. Well, it sounds like you're just saying you can't be fast twitch and have great endurance, which I feels like you can't. It, it sounds like your evidence of him not being fast twitch is that he can wrestle hard for a long time, which I don't think is like. Yeah, I don't. What? That doesn't make sense. Why? He, Why not? Because 
It, it, that's that's true. If you are on the fastest end of the fast switch spectrum, you yeah. just physically cannot continue yes. that level for a full six or seven minutes. But he he is he is fast. He is quick. But he's not. He like, but he's not like yes. But he's not yeah. like Musakayev level quick. Yeah. Musakayev smoking a pack of Marlboro Reds between matches is why he's he Musakayev is faster than Jordan Burroughs. Quicker. It's undeniable. Perhaps, yeah. He's also smaller, so he should be quicker to the leg. Yes. And inherently, no, yeah. And probably Spencer Lee is technically quicker than Jordan Bros, but that doesn't, you know. And it does. That matters, Christian. It may, I mean, yeah. It may, if someone is like that that uber, like fast, which they cannot continue a pace, it's, it's the same reason why if you had a 100-meter dash guy in the Olympics, which is like literally the definition of fast switch, if you had them also run the 800 or the 1600, they're probably not going to do that well. Uh-huh. Right? Just just like a 1600 meter person uh probably wouldn't do that well. They might be fast, but they're not going to be that fast in the 100 meter. I mean, if Jordan Burroughs isn't fast twitch, I don't know what could I mean, just watch he his is, 2011 so, 12 run. He is, but he's not he's not at the highest end of it. Only because he can wrestle hard for 6 minutes. That's like your whole No. <laughs> it sounds like it. No, because I, other people, go back other athletes watch, are watch. just Slightly quicker, slightly, but yes, yes. who has he ever wrestled that's quicker than him? You think Zahid's quicker than Jordan? Because yeah, I don't watch, go watch that match. I, I mean, listen, yeah. we're that's 2021 Jordan Burroughs. I'm talking yeah. height of his powers 11 through 13. I know, I know that I guy was his like down block re attack, his attacks from space. Look at his low level he shoots on 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 Dake in 15. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's just both. Oh. I think he's just both. Um. You can be both, well, but I don't, I don't think you can be the most extreme end. You can't be the most extreme end of both. You can be yes. both very no, good, please. but you can't be elite. Elite. Yeah, well, that's both. what that's what Ben's saying. He's basically elite on his endurance, and his fast twitch yes. is still really, no. really, really, really Hold good. On. No, I I believe it's a continuum where they're, they're oppositional to each other. I think he is like on the faster end, on the more fast twitch end, but not to the extreme where he has just enough um, slow twitch where he can go hard for six. And obviously a big factor of that is other things we've talked about, his lifestyle, his training style, and his mental toughness. Like, yes, does he get tired 100%, but does he continue to push himself even when he's there 100%, right? And so if we go back to like your early times, Christian, I think if you watch, one of the things, so timing is a huge factor. And then the other thing I just remember about early Jordan Burroughs is he would really volume shoot where he's just that boom, 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 boom. And maybe four of them don't get through, but the fifth one gets through, right? Mm -hmm. He would literally just shoot, shoot, and shoot, and shoot, and shoot. And that was a huge factor of why he got so many takedowns. Okay. Right? Where other people weren't willing to have that output. Plotting Jordan Burroughs, says Ben Askren. A lot of times you only well, I mean, have, I've had to wrestle four minutes. Right? First round. 2007 yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so we were talking about we were talking about Zahid, Aaron Brooks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that I forget. Tyler Berger match was fun to watch. Him and Crazy. Sasso. Crazy. Oh, yeah. Zane Richards and and uh, Suriano. That was that was fun. Big like, Ten that battle. Was, that was, I mean, it was great. Great matches. I, I yep. will say this. I mean, and I again, guys, and Ben, and I, we're all on the same page on this. It's not a folk style freestyle deal. It's not. Here, it's, I knew this was coming. I, I will say, but I, I will say this. I don't want to engage in this today. I, I just, I'm not. I don't love. I don't love 
I want to watch Vito and and and, and uh, DeSanto Russell for a while. Yeah. I mean, the the 52nd match, get a leg lace and it's over. Like that to me is so like, yeah. ah. I was, was thinking about this from a, I mean, okay, I'll, I want to attack this from multiple perspectives. So number one, when I was growing up, so probably my age, let's say age 12 through, I don't remember. So I don't remember when it went back. So I'm going to say 12 through 18, somewhere around there. You could only do one turn, and then there had to be a point in between them. So you could do only a one gut wrench or one leg lace, and then there had to be a point. So everyone would do the gut, and then you could hold them for another point, and then you could gut them again. So you had to do that. Um, because from, from a competitive standpoint, um, and not, not a spectator standpoint, because I think from a spectator standpoint, it is like really dramatic when someone gets something and it's over. So from a spectator standpoint, it's great. From a competitor standpoint, which is your know, coach or athlete, it is freaking annoying when you're, you know, I'll give you one, Noah Mulvaney versus Josh Barr. You know, this, the match they just had was awesome. It was like 16, 10, really back and forth. But Fargo last year, he, it was, you know, a good hand fight battle and gives up one takedown and gets caught in the lace and it's over. It's like, ah, uh, that sucks. Yeah. It's, it's one sequence, you know, where it's like, you just got caught in a little bit of the wrong position. Cause once you give up that lace, sometimes it's just over. And that kind yeah. of does yep. suck. So I just, I mean, I just don't, I mean, I just, would like to watch those guys wrestle more because it's fun to watch. I mean, I just, I mean, I, it's awesome, right. For Vito to get that done. I just watching it. I was like, I like watching Vito. So I was like, damn, wish it wasn't over, but, but, uh, but it's I mean, really dramatic from a, from a spectator's viewpoint. It is very dramatic. Like, Oh, it's freaking over. And then, yeah. That's but what here's the other thing, Ben, and this isn't, this isn't good or bad. You know, it's over basically once they roll them once, like, it's like, you know, pretty quick, like it's over. Yeah. A lot of leg laces only go once, but obviously, if it's really tight, you know. And that's what it was exciting to hear the crowd in the South Point before someone even locked up a leg lace, like going ooh and like cheering when somebody was going yeah. for a leg lace because they know it has that KO potential. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah. wrestling's a version of the knockout, sort of. I mean, the pin is the ultimate like te- like, technical knockout. We'll say TKO. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like a TKO. So that um, point of it, I think from just a spectator um, perspective is fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Okay. And then on the, on the women's side, I mean, I'll just say this. I mean, that Kennedy blades is, I mean, she's really good. I mean, she she is, she is so good. So I I like watching her. Yeah. If if she makes the world team, I think she's going to be a lot of problems for, how old is she? 19 years old, maybe? Right? 19. She's still U20. Probably 19 at the most. Still, she's used to still U20. I thought she's two years out of high school. Maybe just U23. Yeah, U23. I, no, I think she U20. No, I'm pretty sure she won U20s. Hold on. Um, but that was last year, right? Oh, no, you're right. She did because she wrestled Kylie yeah. Walker, didn't she? I think you're right, Christian. Yeah, I think I am too. Yeah. And it was the, that was the best two out of three. But they did yeah, you twenty three? She was one U twenties. It was U twenties. Yeah. So she's wow. young. She could do the immediate lore. She could do U twenties, U twenty threes, and seniors. Christian doesn't want her yeah. to though. No. Why not? Because she's got a, a a deep history of injuries and and head head issues. You can't no, I don't life want... in a bubble, Christian. She's how many wrestling practices you gonna do? Well, where where have her injuries happened? I don't know. I didn't watch it. In rest, wrestling matches. They weren't practiced? Of, there was none? I mean, she went completely unconscious in the, in a wrestling match. 
She's okay. done that twice. Yeah, twice in a but, wrestling uh, match. It, it would stand to reason that that's where it's happening, and uh, for match basis more than than in practice. And yeah, I okay. Think it, win a world title. Win win a world. She's already won. Win three world titles. <clears throat> win three. Why not one? We could have three. If you're if you don't have if you don't have a, a history with injuries and things like that, okay. But the, the goal is listen. Kyle Snyder wanted to wrestle in Junior Worlds in uh, 2016 or fifteen, mm, fifteen or sixteen, fifteen, fifteen, and they they're like, no, no, dude, you win Senior Worlds. That's what that's what we're doing here, and I think I think it'd be appropriate. I mean, yeah. Up to her. How about I'm just saying. Pantaleo too. That was. I mean, I love those stories. You guys probably talked about that. I mean, we actually didn't talk I think about. We did. That. No, yeah. our show. It's tough to get it all in. Uh, we did not. But yeah, Pantaleo lost Jacob Butler around one. Who immediately yep. went, announced he was transferred to Rutgers after that win. And then yeah. Pantaleo. <laughs> that was, so, that was so weird. I'm like, what? What the heck? Um, yeah. Big big day for Jacob Butler. And then Pantaleo wrestles all the way back for third. It's he I love eight matches, something like that, seven or eight. The the cool thing is I I go back and I don't really go back and forth, but like part of me was like, man, Pantaleo's season and all his training ended in the very first match of basically the only opportunity to extend it. But I yeah. love that the stakes were such that that was it. I agree. You had to do it. I it was a, it was incredible. But then I'll but then part of me was like. Oh man, he was kind of the guy, huh? It was like if anyone's gonna beat Zane, it's probably him. Yeah. And now it's like I kind of feel like that's why they do the two out of three. I remember it was two thousand six. They only did one match, and I think Rovet pinned Mogul Wall, or maybe it was 05, something like that. And then and then back and then right after that, we went back to the two out of three. <laughs> but yeah, you can't get pinned, man. You get pinned, you're done. Yep. I, I like I like how they do it. I think the way this is the best version and like hey if you go into a weight that has a medalist the, the margins are yeah. really really narrow there and i agree we have a lot of medals at least the men's men's uh freestyle hey and, there was one greco match i enjoyed okay um, did you guys watch colton schultz he put on a show in the finals yeah yeah he i'm all over adam coon yeah he did yeah he's gonna be the guy huh yeah, he had a cartwheel to a front head pinch, or maybe it was a chest strap. I don't recall. It was pretty great. He's he's really good at Greco and mm-hmm. other styles of wrestling. He would have been interested. Now, with Gable in the conversation, just forget it, but I would have liked to have seen him in in the freestyle mix as well. But with Gable, yeah. it's best to just focus your energies. On- <laughs> we did get a question who would win in a Greco match, Gable or Colton, and it's easily Colton. Yeah, well, I'd be is so it? the is big it for real, hundred percent. Gable's Gable so leg attack heavy, and like prove it. I want to see it. I mean, yeah, I would watch. <laughs> I'm not arguing that. I mean, if they just like literally just roll out a mat and start wrestling, yeah. I mean, if Gable had a year to train Greco, I probably still not. Like, here's the thing with Gable. He he has a like a, a pretty uh, glaring vulnerability. It's just that you can never get to, on top of him, so yeah. you're not going to turn him. <laughs> But if you get on top, and Greco is in many ways gut wrench control head. center, get the guy put down. How many people have ever? How many people have ever gut wrench him? Aquil, anyone else? He lost twelve zero to somebody. Um, what? After after twenty 
2019 Final X. I think in 2019 he lost to a really? Hungarian or something. Yeah, Kozak slacked me. He's got all this information chambered. Um, hold chambered on. But in all recent right. memory, yes, because Akul's the only one that got has been able to. Uh, Last loss. Here we go. Last loss was to Kasanboy Rachmanov, 12-0 at the Medfin. Uzbekistan. Medvin. Yeah. Huh. Two months after he lost to Gwiz. Got it. Okay. So, I I would have to assume there was a gut wrench in there. Keep in mind, Gable was also junior eligible at that time, I believe. Yeah, he was a, he's still a... a yeah. You just look at him and it's like, oh my gosh, this guy is so small. Um, yeah. Eh, maybe he wasn't junior eligible. Maybe 2018 was his I last year. I think he junior. might have been. 2018 or 19. Because remember that one year he wrestled. The one year he wrestled juniors, he was actually U17. 2019, he was, 2019 he was a freshman. That was his freshman so year. In I, know, yeah, I don't know his birthday. Sure. Oh, he's young. Yeah. He's young. So he was still yeah, yeah, His birthday, I think, is May 31st, I think. I think right? he's in May. It's all birth year based uh, for the USA uh, wrestling. But I, he's born in the year 2000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he was, he would have been 20 eligible in 2020. May yeah. 31st, 2000. So he was yep. eligible for a couple of those years. Yeah. Um, he's a tw- he's still. I think he's still just going to be 23 years old. I mean, that is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Young. So he was 20 when he won NCAAs or when he won uh, the Olympics. Crazy. Yeah. Wait, no. Uh, twice, 2021, actually, Chris. 21. So actually oh, okay. 20. Just, yeah, just turned. Just turned. Yeah. He's All right, good. what do you want to talk about? Wrestling? Oh, okay. Yeah, we did say 925. That's a, that's a Cal- nice California area code. He, oh, yeah, you said East Bay. Which, yeah. Which I say RIP to a great magazine. Shane, did you, I, bet you, <laughs> I bet you loved in that East Bay oh, magazine. Well done. Oh, yeah. Is. East Bay was a thing. I mean, early 90s, mid 90s, East Bay was, yeah. I think it was Wisconsin Company, Shane. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um... Well, what's going on with East Bay? I think it's done. I think it's done. Oh, man, that'd be a shame. Come to find out, people aren't ordering out of magazines as much. Yeah. (laughs) They kind of got blockbustered Uh, a little bit. uh, So funny. Yeah, East Bay was awesome. Man, I kind of wish. Speaking of of blockbuster, as we often do, I I do, you know, there's a little bit of nostalgia. I wish my kids could go in there and walk around and get rent a video game or a movie. That was, it was kind of cool. I think it was kind of cool. It was the best. It was the best. I think some version of that should should come. Yes, bro. On oh, but now you don't even have to go to the store. You could just yeah. No, 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 no. Fun about it. Oh, I miss it. Um, but then Shane, you, you guys are all—you guys are being so uh, past half. Like, what about when you walked in and they didn't have the damn that you right. drove all Life's the way got to some disappointment, Ben. There's no disappointment anymore. Wanted. That sucked. These That's how you kids build these days. I mean, are they disappointed in anything? I mean, seriously. Yeah. It was. Hey, when you, you need knew some disappointment that some movie in your was life. coming out, I mean, yeah. you had to get there. You had to make. You had to make. You had to figure it out. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's oh, like man. all right. Madden ninety nine's not there. All right, yeah, to, it, yep. it's it's NFL Blitz. I got to get Blitz. All right, and you know what? I'm gonna get tougher today. The, but Ben doesn't yeah. even understand that this level. Oh, that's one. This is one percent of Ben talking. 
the no, official thing. No, Listen, one percenter. I'm talking about you guys talking about how great it was that you had to drive to a video store to rent something, and then it may not be there. Hold on, you get a late fee or the late fee. You didn't yeah. rewind the VHS. I know Shane didn't rewind the VHS. So he got he got. Oh, he I rewound it. Yeah. I remember early '80s going to the movie place, and there were there was Beta and VHS. I mean, they had both of them. Yeah. But, uh, the late fee thing is funny because. God, I I struggled in that department from time to time, and they would they would hammer you. Be like, are you telling me you rewound all of them? Also, because remember they made you rewind them. Yeah, and they had to plug them in and rewind them if you didn't do it yourself. Yes, they had those little machines. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh man, Christian, yeah. great topic. It's a great yeah. topic to bring listen. Up. It was. Yeah, I'm not talking now. If it were now, I was like, man, I don't know if I wanted to. But like when you're 11 years old and your dad drives you and your brothers. To the store, and you're gonna get some freaking games or something. That's pretty fun. Fun. Sorry, yeah, Ben. It, it is fun. I mean, you're in high school. You go to the movie store. You got the, you know, you, you see the girls at the movie store. You know what I mean? It's it's the whole it's the whole thing about being a teenager. Teenagers these days. I mean, it's got a. I mean, I I'm gonna sound like old man get off my lawn, but I think I, I'm I'm right on this. Being a, being a teenager now, and I mean. I'm glad I grew up in the 80s, 80s, early <laughs> 90s. It, it was the best. I mean, I graduated high school in 94. I, I think the sweet spot would have been the 80s. I think I was a little, <laughs> a little, uh, a little young. I, I wish I would have grown up in, I mean, I wish I would have graduated high school in like 84. That would have been money. We know you love 84. Uh, really? 84, best year ever. Okay, I'll give you this one, guys. Talking about uh, something. Jay, if you, you gave are... me the magic wand and said you get to do anything, like, if you want to go back and do something again, I'll tell you what it is for me. And I was what? watching. I actually, guys, went last night on YouTube because I saw something on Twitter. And I'm like, I'm going to do this right now because I love it. To me, Saturday mornings, Mel Allen, this week in baseball. So I went last night and watched this week in baseball, uh, third week of 1984. And it was absolutely glorious. Watched it last night. It was so good. Mel Allen talking about the Detroit Tigers off to a 9-0 start. Now let's go out west. The All right, can we get back on track? I don't want to hear about baseball oh, tonight. Man, man, it was I so good. I have oh, no idea God. what he's talking oh. I don't even know what he's talking about. Let's go to some questions. Uh, this week in baseball, you <laughs> I have no idea what he's I talking about. no idea. You guys, so you guys, none of you, I mean, you guys, JD's probably, you know, obviously way too young. Christian, you're, you guys are younger than me. You, you guys, so you guys have never experienced this week in baseball on a Saturday morning, you never, you never did it. I actually don't no. remember that. No. Oh, God, I, I feel. For, I mean, you guys really missed it. You really did. It was, it was so good, and, and it was just a different time because you didn't have Sports Center. I mean, you you didn't have all this stuff. So, I mean, listening to Mel Allen go through some of the highlights that <laughs> he had twib notes. Right, and the gotta, I can't. Oh, God, I can't stop him. Off. I tried Tyler. once. He just won't stop. <laughs> Okay. Christian got me started with Christian got me started with the this movie. Week in baseball. We want to block you know what? This ben, week this baseball. is your fault. It's your fault because if you hadn't <laughs> questioned the nostalgia of Blockbuster, just just relent, just concede, just say, okay, yes, fine, give us that. But you got to be Ben. You got to just be the contrarian. Oh, it's so much more efficient now. You can just go online yeah. and get it. No, just just indulge us four seconds and we could have uh. moved on. And now we have to go in a time machine, go back to 1984, talking about Mel Allen, talking about uh, baseball in the week or whatever. Hey, listen, you know what? Actually, I think right now, Christian, I think – 
We just did full wrestling a favor. We can start a new segment, The Time Machine with Shane Sparks. He oh, can have his own gosh. segment where you guys just <laughs> tell him something and he just goes off for 20 minutes. Hey, let's so really good. Let's really do this. We talked about watching a movie and coming back and talking about it. What's the movie for next Thursday? Man. We talked about Vision Quest. We never did it. We can do Vision Quest? Oh, Vision Quest is the greatest. Let's VQ it up. All right, everyone watch Vision Quest. That's your assignment. You have one week. I love you, Carla! (laughs) Shane, are you good? Shane, commit to next Thursday. Oh, absolutely. Okay. This is Shane's favorite homework assignment ever. Next. This is peak Shane Katie, Sparks. Have you seen Vision Quest? Yes, of course I've seen Vision okay. Quest. Bro, I hadn't Again. seen it until I was an adult for sure. I was oh, twenty. Uh, I was probably twenty-five. Uh, I remember my... watching Vision Quest. I don't remember many nights, and my family and I didn't watch a ton of movies together. But I remember, I I, I was it was eighty-four, eighty-five, and I remember my mom and dad, my brother and I sat down. We watched two movies that night. The first movie we watched was Old Yeller. But oh, you, know, you guys have seen that problem. I mean, that's hilarious. A <laughs> yeah, hilarious. And then we watched Vision Quest. And I'm telling you what, guys, there are certain, there are just certain times in all our lives that you remember. And one of them for me was the first time I saw Vision Quest. I thought it was the greatest thing ever. I was nine years old. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was Karate Kid for me. All right, and I question. Got some meats. I got some meats. Frank Jasper, who is shoot was at the U.S. Open. He was at the U.S. Yeah, Open. I met shoot at the NCAs in Detroit last March. And then one of the coolest things I think, Matthew uh, uh, Loudon Swain has retweeted me a couple times. That I, at, at, I mean, I'm 47 years old, and I think it's the coolest damn thing ever. Like, I just, it, it just, I think it's the coolest thing ever. Oh, yeah. that was such a good. And, and I will tell you this. Vision, we can talk more about this next week. Movie soundtrack-wise, Vision Quest, number one movie soundtrack. I'll put it up against anybody, but recently I went and saw Aaron the Theater, uh, the 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 Michael Jordan, uh, mm-hmm. you know, shoot, shoot history movie, and they were playing 80s, mu- 80s music throughout the movie. It's going to be tough. I, I, I'm Wow. Uh-oh. Are y'all losing them? They can still hear. We can't hear them. Tyler, we can't hear them anymore. I don't know if they can hear us. I think we just got kicked off the show. Okay. Okay. Sorry, guys. We couldn't hear you for a little bit there, but I'm sure it was very wrestling-focused talk. It's 9.24. We only have six minutes. I'm trying to move it along. I'm failing. Christian. Felix. Can you hear me, Christian? Yeah, I don't think Ben can. They can't hear us. You did a little switch. Christian, you just said the best line ever. Christian, you just did a phenomenal job setting up next week because you said we only got six minutes. You said that. Yeah. And to my response heading into Vision Quest, it's not not, what would say, oh, now I'm going to screw it up. It's it's what you do with the six minutes. Yeah, what are we going to do with great the six way to, minutes? Great segue. All right. If I may. Question. <laughs> DeSanto freshman year with a three-point takedown and four-point turn. How fast and often are his first period attacks? Was he was he that much more aggressive his freshman year? Bro, his he had multiple first period attacks. I guess uh, I'm misremembering how much oh more it was. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Re- that's a while. Can anyone back. hear me? 
or no? I, I can, can hear, hear you now. You. Yep. Oh, so I think it was uh, JD. Yeah, to, it was a factor of people didn't, and this happens kind of a lot, but he would be a very specific case where once people understand what is coming and how to protect it, then not everyone, right. but some people can stop it. Right. So no one knew it was coming that first year. And then people started to figure it out and you know, the not good ones still couldn't figure it out, but now pretty much all of the, the best guys have it uh, figured out. I'll give you his tech fall times uh, of his freshman year. 50. Now, Hold also on. remember, just let me just go. he was also wrestling at the IWA schedule. Yeah, I just let me, versus just, a Big Ten schedule. Just, we don't need the qualifiers. Just well, listen. that matters. Fifty-eight seconds, two hundred two, three fifteen, one thirty-eight, three minutes, uh, five twenty-one. Take your time. Three thirty-one, seven, one twenty-one, one forty-eight, and four fifty-one. That's like five or six first period tech falls. Without and when did four point near fall become a thing? Twenty fifteen. Uh, yeah, so he would have had that. Fifteen. The like the fall of twenty fifteen, the 2015-2016 season, okay. I believe, was That's, the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes year. more sense. Okay. The four yeah. point near fall has been out that long. June of twenty fifteen. No way! Holy yeah. Christ! Yep. I would have thought it was a couple years ago. I would have guessed. Yep. Man. Yep. Um, okay. So, yeah, he would have got a lot. And, yeah, people were not adjusting to it right away. Next question. Um, most outstanding non-champ performance of all age groups, DeSanto, Bartlett, Pantaleo, other. I mean, you got to maybe say Bartlett, considering he, sort of he almost thought he did think he beat the champion. His hand was oh, raised. Oh, yeah. That's what was tough. up with that, guys? You were there. Like, how did that go down? Like, well, Ben's point is the one I can't really understand because he would have had criteria under both criteria. So why yeah. he wouldn't have needed the caution? So yeah. why was it not originally right? Because I would have understood. Okay, they forgot to put the caution on. Fine, scoreboard error. But the criteria should have been for Nick Lee either way. So either way, yeah. Why that happened? How I'm long not... after that match? Like, was it? Uh, you know, how, how long? I after think that right match away was... you you saw right away that the there was like there was that re head refs table and you could see you know they, they didn't they didn't start the next match immediately and they were all kind of looking over their things and I you know I was like I thought I had thought they had the wrong one initially and then you know it took them a while and they went through it and then then obviously both NLWC so then I saw them consulting the coaches like hey what do we do here. That type yeah. of thing. Let me, let me ask you this, guys. Was it uh, – because I, I watched the match, but I wasn't paying that close attention to it. Um, did um, – I mean, did Bartlett think he was losing? Like, I mean, that'd be my question. Did Bartlett – when the match was no. over, did Bartlett think he won or did he think he well, lost? He thought he won. He raised his hand. Really? Because so, – so the problem with that is he probably wrestles it differently, right? Yeah, but I, mean, only, I, I mean, it is only three – I know I know you guys at any time is not good, but it is only three seconds. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't like he – Wrestled a certain way for 30 seconds, thinking he was oh, up by right. one. Okay. They should have re-wrestled the three seconds. And maybe they did in the back room or something. <laughs> Kale's just like, yeah, he didn't score. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, unless you did it, they're both my guys. I'd be like, all right, guys, let's just do that. We don't need to go back out of the mat. Let's just do this right here. Yeah, I Both think three seconds. The USA dodged a huge bullet with it being two Penn State guys. It was not yeah. two teammates. It would have oh, been. Yeah. It would have been a thing for sure. Yes. 
uh, what was, we'll probably finish with this. What was the most unique interaction Ben had with another coach this weekend? We already heard about the one. He said, my brother gets, my brother gets mad at me. Cause I, I, you know what? I actually find myself doing, find myself defending the referees. Cause they're too nice. They need to give more yellow and red cards. Cause like in this one scenario, we were, we were waiting for, we were in the next match. This one dude already lost his brick, right? He already lost his brick. He can't throw a brick. His guy gets tech balled. It's obvious that what happened, right? And then he wants to go over and argue with the table. And it's like, no, you lost your brick. You don't have a brick. It was an obvious call. And then I smell alcohol in his breath. So it's like, well, you've obviously been drinking here. Give him, give him a red card. Get him out of here. Because, and then there's another one where, you know, the guy threw the brick on the obvious one. And the thing is, all these individuals are being selfish and thinking about themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you're throwing these nonsense bricks and you're wasting all of our time, yeah, your one thing is not all that monumental, right? But when you aggregate it and every every one of these coaches thinks, oh, I have the right to challenge every call I want. They should not get a brick every match. Do you realize how much slower it makes a tournament go when every coach thinks they can throw yeah. a brick whenever they want? It's freaking ridiculous. I think my solution is this. is number one, referees, use more yellow and red cards. When someone approaches the table and they don't have a brick, they don't deserve to be there. Give them a yellow or red card. Okay. Number two, you have that little tag that they make us have now. You just should get three punches. You lose a challenge, you get a punch. You get three punches, you're out of there. You are out of the tournament Whoa. because you don't deserve to lose that many challenges. Shout out to the Army W Cap corner. I think it was in the Dilky match. He lost. <laughs> he was like, throw the brick, throw the brick, throw the brick. And they were like, no, dude. Yeah, sorry, we lost. You. It's over. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's over. And that's and that's what a coach should do. I mean, right? Is there's sometimes when the athletes they're in there, they're in the moment, and you're like, the call was obvious. I'm not throwing the brick here. So when people, I get so mad when the coaches think like it's my right to throw the brick. It's like, no, the call was obvious. Your guy got tech fault. You're being a, a I want to swear. I told you I wouldn't swear as much. I'm not going to swear. You're being a butt butt face right now, and you're wasting everyone's time. And so it's not a big deal when it happens once, but there's – how many matches happened last weekend? 7,000 matches yeah. or something? Something like that, yeah. So uh, when it's happening all the time, yeah, yeah it the- slows us down. And then the referee's jobs are already hard enough, and then you have these idiots yelling at them when they're making the right calls. They made the right call, and you're being a butthole to them. Yeah. Like, give me a break here. So, yeah, it, it, like, makes me mad. It infuriates me when I see this happen. So, yeah, there's one guy. He was drunk. And I went over. And he was stopping the next match from happening. And I said, give this dude a red card. Get him out of here. Like, get him out of here right now. And then they wouldn't give him a red card. I would. I wanted to go steal a red card give it to him. And then he comes over. Oh, hey, we're all good. No, we're not all good. You're slowing down the tournament. You're acting like a butthole. The referee made the right call. You're clearly drunk. Get out of here. Like, give this dude a red card. Dang. Now I'm, you made me mad this morning. Maybe we need a breathalyzer before the coaches take the mat. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't hate it. <laughs> well, I think we should get three punches. You lose three challenges, you're out of the tournament. But it's, you're biased because you don't drink. That's not fair, Ben. You have an unfair advantage. <laughs> you should not be drinking actively in the corner, Christian. <laughs> Different strokes. Yeah, I think we can all agree with that. I think we can, uh, we can leave on that note. Don't drink and coach. It's a- don't drink and coach. <laughs> Don't waste all of our time. Don't think about just yourself. If the call's obvious and the referees are right, please don't say anything to them. Yeah. And YOLO bricks. And YOLO bricks. Save time. Yes. Efficiency. 2023, 24, all about efficiencies. We need them on the mat. No YOLO bricks. You know you're wrong. 
Just let it go. Know your mom. Just let it go. <laughs> guy got tech fold. It's ten to zero. It's yeah. ten zero. <laughs> Save your guy. Save your guy. Another yeah. another takedown. You know. Spare his confidence. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. 925 strong. We will be back Monday. We're going to see about getting Greg Warren on here. And we have homework. we got to watch Vision Quest. Make sure you watch. I know you might have seen it, but if you watch it again, you never know what you'll pick up. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We will see you then. See you guys. Goodbye. Thank you, Shane. All right, guys. We'll see you later. Take care.